Hello, this is Carib Carter, and I want to welcome you to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. Great show today because we're going to do something a little different. Somebody asked about it. You know Mike Cobb is the offshore oracle. He is the offshore investment king, all right? And some of you have said, well, you know, where did he start out? You know, how did it all come about? You know, did he start off like Ted Turner and inherited $10 million and parlayed it, did a good job, same with Donald Trump, did a good Well, let's talk to Mike and see where he started, because I think you're going to be very inspired. Mike Cobb, welcome to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. Hey, Carter, good to be with you, man. <laughs> By the way, I did start off Ted Turner when I was born. Put, uh, uh, put $10 million in a trust fund for me. When I was 21, I took it all to Vegas. I bet it all on black and it came up red. So anyway, so I, well, I kind of started go. with a hero. So, <laughs> so, so you started out with nothing despite Ted's yep. oh, There we go. <laughs> Ted Turner. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, so I, you know, folks really do, you know, the, I, years ago, 40 years ago, I wrote a, a script for the American College of Radiologists. And I wrote a line in there, people don't know how much you, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I've seen it quoted a million times since. Yeah. I wrote it 40 over 40 years ago. Yep. But part of the, the way they know how much you care is the depth of your character. And I know, folks, I've known this gentleman 25 years, and I don't know anybody who has more depth of character. This guy right here, I'm going to say it's going to embarrass him right now, but he puts the lie to what Leo the Lip de Rocher said back when I was a kid. Leo the Lip was a baseball manager. And he was famous for saying, he was famous for, he was a nasty guy. He was famous for saying, nice guys finish last. Folks, mm. this guy you're looking at right now is proof positive. The opposite is true. Mike, tell, tell, it, tell us something about where did you start out? Right now, you are the offshore entrepreneur, uh, residential resorts all over Central America. You didn't yeah. start out with somebody handing you 3.5 miles of beachfront in Nicaragua, nope. right? Nope. <laughs> no. You know, Carter. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, went to college up in the very Northwest corner uh, right after college. You know, it was 1986, the, the recession in the you know, in the steel industry, it hit, you know, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Buffalo hard. There were no yep. jobs up there. So I moved yep. to the D.C. area, got into the computer business, got really lucky, got in on the PC side of things, uh, was in the computer business for about 13 years there in northern Virginia. And, you know, did, did really, really well. But it, it was it was hard work. It was, you know, it was, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days. I mean, just just hustling. Right. Just hustling. Right. And, and, right. And, and, and 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 it's really there where I learned how to, you know, serve a consumer need to pay attention to what the consumer is looking for and then serve that need. And the other thing about the computer business, which I didn't realize till much later when we, we had our own business, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit today is, you know, but the, but you know, the, the idea of, of how do you work on really thin margins and how do you actually run a business And the computer business was brutal. Uh, when I got into it at the beginning, margins were, I don't know, 10, 12, 15% sometimes. By the right. time I exited the computer business, PC business in the in the in 1998, right? So the mid mid to late 90s, uh, margins were you know three, four, five percent. And so when you're running a business on three, four, five percent, like you, there is no margin for error, right? You are you are you know clicking it, right? But the thing was, you know that 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 there were lessons that were learned early on, and that is when you say you're going to do something, 
you do it. And and even if you lose money to do it, you still do it because your word is your bond. And I can't remember just recently, where was I? Gosh, I might think of the example later. I'll come back to it. Just the other day, I actually did a deal on a handshake, right? And it was a big deal. Like, you know, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars. Maybe it was a home or something. I don't know. I was at a conference and met somebody and like we shook hands on a deal. And, and I thought, to myself, man, this is just so nice. And I said, but look, we need to get it papered up because I get hit by a bus this afternoon. You know, like, you know, you want it, you want to yeah. paper it up. But like we did the deal on a handshake and we were both comfortable with it. And I thought, ah, oh, oh, I mean, this is how it, this is how it was always. And this is how it really should be. And and your word is your bond. And, you know, and now we've your been in the, you know, out of the computer business. I've been doing this, uh, you know, since 1996, first couple of years were kind of part-time just sort right. of feeling it out, but, but full-time since 98. And, and, uh, you know, it, 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 when you when you build a reputation that's 26 years old, right, it, it, you do it, you do it one tiny little brick at a time. It's like building a big house out of bricks. You know, it's lots of tiny little bricks to build this house, you know, but but it only takes, you know, one or two little, you know, bonks, the wrecking ball to knock it down. So, you know, that reputation is really, really important and 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 sacrosanct. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, did that answer yeah. your question? Carter? It, really does, it really does answer the question. <laughs> and, and, and you really, right at the very beginning, you know, you pointed out something that I think people can identify with. You know, you started out as an average American kid. You know, your parents, yeah. I've seen picture your parents have had the nicest people on the face of the earth, really mid-level Americans, right? Yeah. They didn't, they yeah. didn't say to you, Mike, we're going to give you everything you want so you can go out and make it in life. I'm sure they gave you yeah. all the love in the world you wanted. Yes. But Yes. You know, you strike me as a guy yep. delivered papers, worked at the local super, whatever. Burger King. Burger King. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There but, you we know, go. hey, yeah. but, you know, I, I had a work study program in college. I mean, I was working every semester in college uh, from the cafeteria to buildings and grounds to uh, working in the, you know, the poli sci office. Right. I mean, one yeah. summer, I mean, I worked every summer either at Burger King or um, uh, I, uh, I worked in assembly line one summer. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah like, yeah. yeah. Now, folks, yeah, this is, a, I, I want to reiterate why this is important, because this is a gentleman you can identify with, okay? You know, this is not one of the 1% wealthy elite who mm. has no idea what your needs are. This is a this is a man who has been where each of us is, either has been or is. And so when he talks to you about, you know, let's it, some of the developments, okay? The Mike Cobb communities, which are the premier communities throughout Central America, when he talks to you about those, you know, he's speaking your language. He's not talking about, well, you can spend several million dollars and come in. No, hey, no. Carter, no. You're, you're right. I, I, I'm going to. He I hesitate. I like when you say it's the premier communities. And I know you say that, and I, I really yeah. appreciate that, right? I, yeah. I sometimes think to myself, Ugh, I think people sometimes think, oh, they must be expensive. I mean, yes. we have holdings. We have homes that start at a hundred thousand dollars, cozy homes, as you like to call them, cozy yeah. homes at a hundred thousand, and we offer up to eighty percent financing. So somebody comes along with twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, and they want to own a home in, in in Central America in the tropics, right? Like we make that happen for folks, man, and 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 we, Incredible. you know, and for me, because I grew up middle class, right, and and. And those are my roots. I understand what it means to be middle class and to not have, yeah, five million dollars sitting in my bank account that I can, you know, go drop on a home somewhere, right? I, I might have yeah. saved up fifty grand, right? 
and and maybe I've worked my whole life and I've got a social security check of fifteen hundred dollars a month or something coming in and 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 you know whatever and, and if you believe that or not but you know what I'm saying I mean yeah, that's a whole right, different story right. but but you know but let's say let's say it holds true I mean it's fifteen hundred dollars a month right and you got fifty grand saved up right well you can you can put a nice down payment on a home you can uh, you can get some financing and you can live really really well overseas on fifteen hundred dollars uh, and that that is what is incredibly meaningful and significant to significant to me because I think for for many people that that's what they've always wanted they've always dreamed of a home someplace warm I mean they're living up in Pittsburgh area where right. I grew up or right. Cleveland or Minnesota right. or something right or or all of Canada <laughs> yeah, that's it or all York Pennsylvania where I am right now <laughs> or York Pennsylvania right yeah. and so, yeah. and, and so yeah. all of a sudden like you know they, they've got that 50 grand or whatever saved up and and they get fifteen hundred dollars a month or eighteen hundred bucks a month like, how do you get a really quality life? Well, like you're not moving to Florida on that. And you're not moving to California or Texas. Right. So, right. So all of a sudden overseas opens up a whole new opportunity to have this incredible quality of life that's affordable on, on the budget you have. And, and, and you know what, I, I, I sleep really, really well at night knowing that we've helped hundreds of people uh, to, to achieve this. And, and, and it feels really good, Carter. It, it feels great, actually. Well, and that's it. And that's the bottom line, folks. We're looking at a situation here. You know, I always say the Offshore Club, we're not a sales organization. We're an opportunity organization. And we talk about a lot of different opportunities for people offshore. But I'd be remiss as president of the club if I didn't talk about Grand Pacifica, which I I think is the, I'll say it again, the the premier residential resort community in the Caribbean, Caribbean, in Nicaragua, folks. In the tropics, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Grambley's your other because it's all about opportunity. And I love what you said. And I want to reiterate it, folks. If you have a Social Security income, I know because I know the demographics of our hundred thousand offshore club members. A lot of them do have a Social Security income. Fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred a month. You can live like a king or queen on that. One thing when you buy the cozy home for a hundred thousand. You're not paying an arm and a leg every year for property tax. That's Folks, true. That's real world stuff. That's real world stuff. Plus, you know, Mike, uh, you know, I'll insert this, okay? I got my heating bill uh, uh, last week. My heating bill yeah. was $100 more than one year ago. So, oh, wow. And I wrote okay. Yeah, yeah, well, of course, when you have a president who cancels all your makes you uh, energy dependent again, your prices are going to go. But here's here's the point. I wrote the letter to people saying, folks, keep in mind in Grand Pacifica, Grand Belize, the you know, where I have my home at uh, at the La Ceiba Beach Club. But yep. you don't have a heating bill. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. So they can't raise nope. it a hundred dollars. So, <laughs> so I know one of the things, and and we're getting to know you personally now. We're getting to know how you feel and why you've done what you did. One question I have to ask you, because, you know, we do every every Friday is the offshore investment report with Mike Cobb. Every Thursday is the uh, global wealth uh, fortress report with your friend and business partner. <laughs> Friend first, business partner, Joel Nagel. And yep. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. I said, let's talk personal like we're doing right now. And and one of the things he brought up, and I said, you went to college with Mike, right? You've been friends ever since yep. college. And Joel's yep. another great guy. 
And he said, look, we just didn't go to college. We had a radio show together. <laughs> the Mike and Joel or Joel. What the heck yeah. was that about? <laughs> uh, we had, yeah, we had a great radio program. Uh, I think the call sign was W A R no W A R C. I think anyway, I think that's right. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we had a radio program that went from, I think, 10 to midnight, and we had to be off the air at midnight. And so what we would do, we could play the last song, right? Like if you started a song, it could continue. So at 11.59, we would, every time, it was once a week, we would start Iron Butterflies in Agata de Vida and let it roll for 17 minutes. <laughs> in Agata de Vida, baby. Baby. <laughs> So, yeah, so we had some fun with that radio. Yeah, a lot of fun with the radio show. Yeah. And so you and him finished college, got together. Now, you went off to D.C. and started a computer company very successfully. I think yeah. you sold the company and then started saying, let's look offshore where not only could you, were you a pioneer? I want to point something out. Folks, you need to understand what Mike did. He went offshore and started buying properties before other people were doing it. It's kind of like this. Let me show you a picture, okay? Mike was, this is, you know what that is, Mike? Mm. That's Gower's no. Gulch. At Gower's what Gulch. What is it? At Gower's uh, Gulch. Yeah. Okay. And, and that Sunset Boulevard, folks, in Gower Street in Hollywood in the, in the 50s, okay? Here it is today. Yeah. Why am I saying this? Why am I pointing this out? Look, here's Key West yeah. in the 50s. And all folks, this is all going to come together. There's Key West in the 50s. Here's Key West today. Mike, you went in in the equivalent of the 50s in Nicaragua, yes. Belize, other countries. And, yep. and Costa folks, Rica, Panama. Yeah. There you go. There you yeah. go. And you had the vision. You had the vision as to what the future is. And folks, keep in mind, you might you might be saying, some of the folks, Mike, might be saying, well, I can't wait 70 years. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Communication and transportation today have truncated time. Okay? So yeah. a lot quicker well, development. Where did you right, get the path, vision? Well, by the way, path of progress has accelerated, right? Well, so that's what, it. What, from 1950 to you know 2000, whatever, those 50 years, what took 50 years in Key West or or, you know, Sunset Boulevard or wherever, right? I mean, that's because of the pace of change uh, that's happening in 10, 15, 20 years now. I mean, the, the, the acceleration of change is upon us. So, right. So, yeah, you're not waiting 50 years. I mean, you're, you're you know, we, we bought our first properties in Belize back in, in 1996 and started our company in 1996. And, and, and these were just some condos we bought to, you know, vacation and rent out kind of Airbnb long before Airbnb, right? So, but, but I mean, we've watched that little island uh, a little town on the island of Ambergris Key, San Pedro, go from two maximum two story, nothing. Now there's, you know, five story buildings. There's, you know, there's a Hilton, there's a Marriott. We actually are developing a Marriott hotel. We have a Best Western franchise uh, that's under, you know, it's there already. So, I mean, like these are the things that's happening and, and that's happened in 25 years. And like you said, it probably took 50 or more in Key West for it to happen. But, yeah. you know, that that accelerating timeline of change is, is really upon us. Yeah. yeah. And that's the bottom line. Well, how did you have the vision back then when, it, uh, look, let me just say it. Nobody was investing in Nicaragua when you bought no. that 3.5 miles of beachfront property and began yeah. Grand Pacifica. Now, right. what year was that? What year was that? Uh, we bought the property in 2000. In 2000. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Now, people are starting to wake up and realize Nicaragua is incredible. 
back then nobody yeah. same with police but wh how why did you and, and and Joel why did you have the vision why did you have the vision hmm well I, you know I don't know I I always look even when I was in the computer business my job was to uh, I, I like to say predict the future or see over the hill or around the bend. Right. And, you know, and it, it's sort of like the old uh, the old Westerns when the when the uh, you know, when the Cowboys or the Indians were out there and they were you know kind of scouting and they could see the dust over the hill. Right. They couldn't see the they couldn't see the, the army coming at them, but they. Yeah. You could see the dust. Right. Or, I mean, even Sun Tzu talks about that. Right. In the in the in the art of war. Right. So you, you need to be able to see over the hill. That's stupid. Nobody can see over the hill. But if you could see the dust coming up, oh, there's something going on over the hill. Right. And so my job in the computer industry was to always see over the hill or around the bend or predict the future. And so I, I think that's always been a gifting of mine. I, I mean, back in the 70s, I was you know, I was in middle school and high school. I was an absolute loser, nerd, geek you know, guy, I was reading books like Megatrends and, and Future Shock by, by Alvin Toffler and, and Nesbitt. Right. I mean, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So, but I'm reading books in the seventies about uh, this word called post-industrial society. Well, you know, it took another, well, 50 years from 70 till 2022, you know, I mean, it, it, I think, I can't remember who coined the word, but you know, Toffler and Nesbitt were talking about, you know, post-industrial society That's right. in the seventies, but it wasn't until 2021 when all of a sudden people were allowed to be freed from lo the location of work. You and I have talked about this some, right? But all yeah. of a sudden for the first time in human history, work and the location of work for many people has been decoupled. I mean, this is this is as transformative as the agricultural revolution, the industrial revolution. Yes. We are now actually seeing the real post-industrial revolution culturally, yeah. right? Technologically, it started to happen in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, right? But culturally, we were still we were still 1908 with Frederick Winslow Taylor helping out Henry Ford with his Model T plant with efficient industrial engineering, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like people got in their car and they drove to their office and sat in traffic in DC for 90 minutes or two hours or LA for four hours each way. So they could type on their computer, which they could have done from anywhere. Right. They did yeah, that for yeah. 30 years. Right. Culturally, the post-industrial revolution began in 2020 or 2021 with the lockdowns. That's when it broke. And, and Carter being able to see over the hill, see the dust of those of that army marching towards us called post-industrial society, and then right. building communities that could serve a post-industrial society consumer. We were ahead of the game, man. Our business went from, from uh, about $3.5 million in 2019 to just under 25 last year, 24 point something. So we went from 4 million to 24 million. That's a 6X change in two years because yeah. we saw the dust over the hill and we were ready for a post-industrial consumer. Um, so I, I don't know where that I don't know where that comes from, Carter. But but even going back to middle school days, reading Toffler and Nesbitt and all that kind of stuff, you know, I've always been fascinated with the future. I, I actually belonged to the Futurist Society for for many years, um, and and then that was a very interesting bunch. And and uh, I don't anymore. But uh, yeah, no, the future has always intrigued me, Carter. Well, I don't know. And yeah. and that and that is what I'm glad you spelled that out for us. Because, folks, that's vitally important to you. We're almost out of time here. But what you've seen here, number one, he's one of us, okay, which to me is absolutely essential to have people you can trust that, that you know the depth of the character. That's Mike Cobb. And, and somebody who's visionary then, 
who foresaw what I call the remote re revolution, okay, and foresaw it, has taken advantage of it, and Mike, what you've done, you have put, you, you, you have, what you have developed has put everyone watching right now in a position to come in and take advantage of it as well, because you've got Absolutely. everything laid out for them. Folks, you can make your move, you can work remote, recreation, everything remote now, and be, instead of in York, Pennsylvania, like I am, where there's snow on the ground, down there where my kid is, we're in the palm trees and the gorgeous weather. Fantastic, Mike. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's excellent. So, so thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for giving these insights in, in, into your character and in, in your intellect as well. Because, folks, this is what you want to invest in. I'm just going to say it flat out. This is what you want to invest in. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Right there. Fortunately, we were right there at the end when Mike froze up on us. But folks, dynamite, dynamite. That, you know, I always say people follow people. This is one of the people that you want to follow. You've seen where he's come from. You see where he is now. You can see where how he can help you to be where you want to be. So thanks for joining us. And we will see you again next week. Let's do this thing. <laughs>